wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Did you ever uh, get my song I emailed you there? Park High for the musical? Oh, that's old, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't say I even remember it anymore. That no. No, oh, I've been, I've been in, I'm in, uh, just never ends, Carter, here. Just never ends. Yeah. Park High. Nothing's gonna step on my dreams. Park High. We're nothing what it seems. Because there's a girl <laughs> and a there's guy. A oh. And they both fell in love here at Park High. Yeah. This is very, it sounds kind of like Rent. Well, it's the really, opening. I know. Really, it's, really, I'm really ne- explaining it. I'm going to just let you in on Rent. It's garbage. I've never heard Rent. Uh, oh. no, this is just Did like I tell a... you I almost was forced to be in Rent? <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, well, tell me more. Tell me more. And then I actually got familiar with Rent, and it's kind of just crap. And now my my musical's like basically crap. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's very literal. Like the the songs are all very like literal. Oh, like, okay. Very like they explain everything to you. Oh. Um, and they're uh, and the characters. I just hate the characters. Not in art or yours. Like, I don't. But in Rent, I hate the characters because they're all just like whiny lazy do-nothings who want everything handed to them i guess they're just like they're just crappy people they're just garbage i don't like them like they don't want to pay rent the un- yeah well the neither un- do i the rent. surprise maybe don't live in downtown manhattan then i don't know <laughs> like oh tough life oh like there's other things in their life that is that is tough but uh <laughs> Paying the damn rent ain't a problem, okay? The rent is too damn high. That's basically what it is with AIDS. <laughs> Everyone's got it. <laughs> Man, I've been learning some great tunes this week. Oh. For some what? Songs that I, some songs that I thought maybe I never would stoop so low. Is it another theme night there at Johnny's? Uh, this is just a big, big night. It's a big money gig, so I don't give a damn. I'm probably going to make... A good chunk of cash. So Is I'm it bro country. It's um, it's actually my last highest, maybe highest highest paying gig. Maybe second highest paying gig ever. When we did Lobster Night for the Rotary. Oh yeah. In uh, in Dauphin, remember we did there was a Lobster Night Lobster Fest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a Lobster Fest here, and we're in the bad, and uh, it's a it's a, a lucrative deal. So. I'm learning feel like a woman. <laughs> Sell it out. Huge. <laughs> Let's go, girls. I'm learning boot, scoot, boogie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the things we do for um, money. Uh, I know you like to sing the girl parts of a lot of songs. Are you <laughs> performing? I am not singing feel like a woman. But man, that would be amazing. No, you're not afraid to have a little fun. No, that's the prerogative. Have a little fun. <laughs> Actually, a pretty interesting song. Pretty fun. And Boots Coot and Boogie is not an interesting song. No. You, you could throw a guitar against the rock 
and it'll play 75% of Boots <laughs> Literally, it's just like an open, like, oh, man. That, and I, I was trying to refresh my mind on that song, so I loaded up the video. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> that one guy in that band, what's it, Brooks and Dunn? Yeah. He yeah. looks like every piece of hair on his head and face has been planted with a pin. Which one, the like singer or the, 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 the guy in the back? The redhead guy. Oh, yeah, okay. Guy. Brooks. It looks like somebody sewed every piece of hair into his head painfully like a doll. <laughs> Not even his head hair. I mean, he got bad plugs, I understand, because that was the thing then, the Mel Gibson plugs. But it looks like all over his face, too. Like, can oh, you get yeah. facial hair plugs? I, I think so. That's got to hurt. Because yeah. his face looks like he couldn't grow a beard, but he wanted to be country, so he just ripped his scalp out and stitched it into his face. Can, can we refer to him as can we refer to him as his first name so the so the audience is clear who we're talking about? <laughs> Kicks. Is it? Is that his name? His name's Kicks Brooks. K I X. Kicks Brooks. Well, he definitely sewed plugs into his face then. Like K I X. That's not his r- real name, is it? Oh yeah. God. Kicks Brooks and Ronnie Dunn. His his real name is Leon Eric Brooks the third. There you go. Not Kicks. I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, K I X. I'm learning uh, the locomotion. Really fun song to play. Who is that? Madonna. Uh, it was Kylie Minogue, but it was done in the oh, 60s. Oh yeah, Kylie Minogue's really first one. Fun song to play though. Good dancing song. It's fun to find those like, just like absolutely shameless like dance songs that are just kind of like locomotion is a great fun dance song like. How can you, you know, that's just a, that's, that, that is what it is. It's a song literally about dancing. The whole point of the song is talking about how to do a dance. So I'm okay with that. What are some other ones? Obviously the Macarena, the Locomotion, the... Well, like the Twist. twist would have been the, the Twist and Shout part. by, no, the, 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 no. no. So, yeah, the Come Twist. Come on, baby! It's Twist! Didn't Chuck Berry have one? Oh, have a song about a dance. No, the Bo Diddley thing though. That. What about Ray Charles? Shake your tail feather. That's kind of. Maybe. Do the mess. Or like born, born, born to hand drive. Right. Hand drive. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's on Link's uh, children's uh, album. uh, That I've heard a little too much there. (laughs) uh, Born to hand drive. Yeah. Between our last recording, I was watching Copperhead Road video, maybe for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot going on in it. It's like... Generation. Steve Earl, like, Steve Earl is, like... Like, it's just every type of 80s character in that band. Steve Earl <laughs> Oh, has, just the band themselves, yes, yes. Yes, Steve Earl has Axl Rose... Like bandana, long flowing hair. Someone's in like early MTV. What would it be? Like synth pop, like dress clothes. Another guy's got poodle. There's a poodle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, There's a poodle guy. (laughs) It's it's got it all. 
Brent, have you still been having your reoccurring nightmare of ending up having to be a bass player in a band all of a sudden? Because <laughs> Lobster Fest is coming up, man. Lobster Fest is coming up. We might need a bass player. <laughs> Let's go, girls. You could be like the guys in that video, all pretending to play play their guitars all jacked. That could be you, Brent. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Would a lot of people really notice? Uh man, a good bass uh, just if a bass and all good yeah. A good bass player is like could do all of the work. If you're really lazy and you have a really good bass player who doesn't do anything fancy but just does everything right, like <clears throat> you almost don't need a guitar player more than you don't need a bass player. Just makes people feel good. Yeah, and it's just if you can play all the in between little things without trying to show off, it's kind of just you need like a kick snare and a bass and you can sing along to it did like, someone say kicks <laughs> sorry <laughs> out in the country it's a, oh, oh. fourth of july <laughs> and the only thing we haven't done yet is chattahoochee so there is that oh do you have any alan jackson no, 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 I've never played an Alan Jackson song. Gonna find me a Mercury and cruise it up oh, and down. Oh, I might have done that. I <laughs> yeah, I think but you might not, have. But that's not, that's not Alan Jackson, though, is it? Well, yeah, I don't know if he did the original, but he, he made it famous. I don't know. Wasn't that like, that wasn't a Hank song. Who the heck wrote that song? Hmm. Regardless, Chattahoochee gets harder than Hooch Coochie. Man, that was a bad time for music. But that that song and like you know I don't know about the like uh, Flintstone, but Dolphin, you know if you play that, I think I think you got the crowd eating out of the palm of your hand. Oh yeah, uh, people would lose their minds for Chattahoochee, but yeah, you must have to give up a certain part of yourself. But I'm all, I'm already playing boot scoot and boogie, so. Yeah, uh, Mercury was uh, um, a cover originally written in 1948. Oh, okay. I thought, what's his... Who's the guy who sings something else? Eddie Cochran. I thought Eddie Cochran might have done Mercury Blues, too. No, he did Summertime Blues, Uh, which was also done by Alan Jackson. That's where I got it mixed up. Hmm. Man, and here at the music podcast. Uh... Well, I saw, uh, you know, I saw uh, we should start a podcast is the, the <laughs> new equivalent of we should start a band. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're intertwined. So what's new? What are, you, what are you guys talking about? What are we doing? I'm wondering, mm-hmm. is Chase the Ace Mania? Oh, Did Flynn Flon. Oh, they're, well, they're up in the pond. They're millionaire one yeah. in Flynn Flon. Yeah, you know about this, right? Of course. Yes. Big news. Yeah, the guy won. Some guy who's going to retire in like two months from the company. Had been working in the mine all of his life. Good for him. Yep. My, um, one of my coworkers is really good friends with their family, so they're pretty pumped. It didn't hit anyone close to you? Carter, you don't know anyone who make the trip from Dauphin? No. Oh, there was like, there were... I almost had my superintendent convinced that we should take all of the kids in the school division on school time and all the teachers, and we just rig the entire line before anyone else so the school division wins the money. Oh, jeez. She's, like, 
it's not a bad idea. Get three. Just take the school buses, take three hundred people, and be like, we're winning. And it just goes to school. Everybody gets all the kids get a day off school, and everyone school gets a million dollars. I'm sure the kid who wins will want it for themselves. You'd have to get them to sign. <laughs> so I'd yeah, so... I guess. But if I, yeah, you'd have to get some kind of. And I guess children can't be involved in that, can they? No. Maybe all the staff then, just the staff. There's about a hundred of us. So and if many... you're getting paid on the clock, it's just work. So many problems with this plan. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, like your school division needs any more money. Hey, it never hurts, you know? Never hurts. Buy some more recording gear. Yeah, buy another studio. Studio A and Studio B. <laughs> Man, I've started three 3D printing things. What? Really? You have a 3D yep. printer? Yeah, I'm going to have my own 3D printer next year, basically. Uh, Brent's buying robots. You guys. Yeah, the guy who got the 3D printer is like moving schools. And he's like, yeah, this is yours if you want it. I'm like... So you did all the work and got this, and now you're just going to let me run it. I'm going to print guitars. I was, I was <laughs> going to say guitar picks. I already got some. I've got a 3D printed guitar pick right here. Really? Yep. So you go online, you, you download the, the the schematic plan? Yep. For the, the right uh, millimeter thickness, and then... Uh, yep. Jeez. Print it out. There it is. They're Are... kind of... They're, they're okay. I guess you'd have to play around with the actual material. Oh, yeah. Or maybe get the edges a little smoother because it's kind of a it's semi grainy. Um, but I got some cool stuff I want to print. So we've made um, like clip on microscopes for phones. Um, How do you do the you lens? You just put a glass bead. Oh, okay. Okay. And it basically is like a 300x microscope, except on your phone with a screen, oh, which cool. is amazing, for less than a dollar. Like a lifetime supply of the beads is about 30 bucks and the clip is about, you know, 70 cents. So you can make microscopes for kids, just put slides in or hold over anything and they'll focus for like a dollar a kid, which is pretty incredible. And you don't have to spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on microscopes. Like it's important to learn how to use the microscope and understand And if you want to go into science, you should have more hands. But like in grade nine or grade eight or something, when you're like, you know how expensive a microscope is? You can do one little lab on it and then for everything else, just use like the clip-ons. It's pretty cool. The 3D printers are uh, legit. I found a part for like a, a stand that I had broken. So you can like print another part, like a clip. And you just find the schematic for it or something similar to it, and you just print it, and you can like fix parts. Like, yeah, no, that's awesome. Link uh, ripped off the uh, kickstand for the Nintendo Switch that also covers the micro SD port, and okay. uh, we found it eventually. But you know, it's like four dollars to buy a new part online. Um, you know, just just print that. You know, it might not come out the right color, but I'm it'll kind of do the job. I'm pretty sure that everybody's gonna have one of these in like ten years. Just they're just so useful, like so. People are just starting to dabble, right? Like into stuff that's actually, like the tools you can print and stuff. Crazy, and it's dirt cheap, dirt cheap. A spool of that stuff is like fifteen dollars, and it lasts for like days of printing. 
and I've talked about this on the air before, but like 200 episodes ago, uh, like Ikea and all these big stores are, are just going to exist as, uh, you know, online retailers just selling the schematics so you can print it yourself. And then piracy, furniture piracy is going to be the, the next <laughs> thing. <laughs> they need to just have like town like 3D printer stations, like with really good industrial ones that you can like rent by the hour or something. Is yours a few hundred dollar one or a monster oh. machine? Ours is a few thousand dollar one, yeah. mm-hmm. but it can only print stuff, you know, as big as, um, oh no, no bigger than that. Like it could, what's a good, not like a shoe, but almost a shoe, you know, a Trevor shoe. I got little feet. Well, I'm kind of an expert in high school these days because I, I kind of went back to high school to do a presentation about I two heard weeks you ago. Were teaching the youth of our it didn't go very well you guys it didn't go very well Cr- crickets crickets or what just ridiculous crickets so it was career day so they asked uh if i'd like to go do down and, yeah. and talk about bingler oh did i ever have jokes I had jokes and like just nothing. I got a little bit of Snickers here and there, but uh, yeah. So they're like, you know, come down and talk about uh, being a lawyer there. So my my plan was let's talk about uh, getting into law school. Let's talk about because uh, you know some of these kids will be four years away from applying. So you know maybe let's talk about that. Let's talk about you know how you know, 700 people apply a year and only 100 get in. So come up with a backup plan. Let's talk about things you do out in Dauphin. Let's talk about not becoming an environmental lawyer because that's what everyone wants to do. And there's the only people who pay you for environmental knowledge are the people planning on polluting. So no, you're not oh, the saving. Bad <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you're not saving the world because you need to get paid at the end of the day. And there's nobody in Manitoba who does it. Maybe a couple people in BC because I've taken environmental law cars. So don't get your dreams hooked on that. You're not going to be fighting for human rights. <laughs> so you're just crushing it. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, just the realistic part. Because that's what everyone wants to be, environmental lawyer. There's no such thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, uh, so I, I go in there and, um, you know, there's about 30 people I'm doing a presentation to. It's supposed to be about 40 minutes. Where was it? Uh, in Mr. In Wally's. Yeah, Mr. Wally's uh, uh, classroom. So I walk in, I see all the owls and stuff. I'm like, man, they haven't changed the decor in here since I've been here. <laughs> um, so some of my jokes were pretty good, I thought. Uh, I was like, you know, I we can talk about how to get into law school, how to, uh, uh, what you do as a lawyer, or if you really want, I can just uh, talk about which of one of you and your classmates have seen in youth court lately. You know, like, <laughs> come on, it's okay, it's okay. And then I talked about how I took. Just said, I'll, I'll teach you how to get out of drunk driving. Because <laughs> you're all going to be arrested because it's often. And then, you know, I made jokes how I got like 74% in grade 12 law and how terrible it was. <laughs> I could say, you know, the teacher's gone, so I'm not allowed to say it. But that course sucked, you know. So I was, I was cool. I was broing down with the kids, I thought, there. But. <laughs> I guess they don't appreciate me throwing down with them. I don't know. And that course did Wait. suck, by the way. That was real embarrassing, too, when uh, I applying for... Uh, well, I, I didn't really apply for any jobs. Uh, 
but uh, applying you know when, when you run your transcript off there and your your high school grades are on your freaking law school transcripts <laughs> and huh. you see the big grade 12 dolphin 74 percent law it's like dear lord <laughs> meanwhile everyone else like doesn't even have their undergrad marks on it because they went to school in bc <laughs> and here i've got my freaking high school grades <laughs> where where it was just like me and my wife well i guess right this is my podcast me and janelle were like partners in this stupid class and it was like come up with the weirdest laws you can find so it's like you can't tune a moose from the third floor of a hotel in alaska that was real uh, educational while trevor's taught law and it's like legit first year law school what he teaches to a t i love that course yeah it's just like hey you don't have to read the case here's a, a paragraph on what it was about you know nice and nice and great well, that course. course lets you know so much yeah and just enough to let you know by the end that you don't know anything that's the that's the great double-edged sword of that course because as you're learning that stuff you feel like you're really learning stuff but you're only learning enough to realize how little you actually know. Like you're just kind of touching the surface of the most important parts of everything, but you're not. That's an important skill to know though. To, to know how little you know. I feel like mm -hmm. people these days don't realize how little they know. <laughs> yeah, I know, just didn't go as planned. It wasn't a hit. So what was kids. your best line? What was your best joke? I think that one about uh, you know, oh, or we oh, could just oh. we could just talk about which one of your classmates have seen in youth court. <laughs> Touchy subject. Did the kids have any questions? None. I was like, so how many people here are interested in a career in law? And half the class put up their hands, so fifteen people, and there's zero questions. You know, I guess you don't want to be the nerd. You know, the nerd who zero um, questions. Zero. So are you sweating up there after 20 minutes? Like, you guys are killing me. <laughs> I need a washroom break. Go wet your face in the mirror. Come on, Carter. Get it together. Do you sit in front of the classes or do you stand? I sat. Uh, I, don't know about you. I don't know if I did the right thing. Well, you sat? Yeah. I asked for help from you guys, and Brent had the best line. It's like, <laughs> sit backwards on a chair. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> You straddle the back of the chair. That's rapping with the kids. That'll build a rapport. But man, yeah. I guess you need to sort of do build a rapport with the kids. It's not easy. Not as easy as I thought. <laughs> just got me a teacher, Matt. I know. Just got the cold. And these are people who are interested in the career. There's it's nothing worse than a group of boring kids, though. Yeah. Would you? I I don't know if I would rather take insane kids over boring. Man, <laughs> I mean, insane kids are it's a, it's a, it's its own problem. But if you're half decent, you can kind of you can manage it, right? You could. But like boring kids, like water from a stone, man. Oh, that's a tough one. did make myself go out last night to a movie I'd wanted to see for a while. The, okay. the quiet one. A quiet place? Oh, was it good? I thought so. I felt like literally walking out into the air and screaming after. Like my spinal cord and brain were just on fire. 
Because it was just quiet the whole time? Yeah, the basics of it without giving anything away is just there are aliens, magical monsters, aliens or something that just appeared and wiped out the world. They hunt by they sound, hunt, right? Yeah, hunt by sound. So if you make any noise, you're, you're dead. dead. So Even like but, walking and stuff? The main crew depends what's around you. If there's like a river, you're okay. Then you'd be okay. But this the main the main family like, has sand laid out all over the place on their paths that they tiptoe along. Oh my god! And the kid's deaf, right? One of them, yeah. So they know sign language. Yeah, so they're able to get by. But there's just way too much going. It's just it hit me in a lot of places. Really, I looked really good, and I really wanted to see it. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll go see it. It's good in a theater that wouldn't be aw- if it was a non-awful theater. Well, we're going to Saskatoon this weekend, so is it really scary? <laughs> it's jump scares, but it's oh, fair because it's complete. Scares. Yeah, but it's earned this time because the whole movie is completely silent. And then a jump scare could be, oh, somebody spilled a glass. I made that one up. Okay. No spoilers there. And it's also the main actor. I think that adds to it. The director-actor. John Krasinski? Yeah, John K. Yeah. He's he's a pretty talented guy, but he'll never escape. Jim from your Jim from the office. But this is the perfect movie for Jim from the office. him staring at the camera, not saying anything awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. And did you that's see him in the Benghazi movie life. too? Like, you know, he's, he's like really shed the being st- uh, typecast, and yet he's always going to be Jim from the stupid office. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't really yeah. like a good character, you know, at the office. He was just sort of the straight man. I think man. I read that comment though, that Jim, that that was his training for this. It's like, he's been training his whole life for this. <laughs> We're just staring silently. <laughs> And yeah, the big thing old. is he's him and his wife have kids and you know you can't keep kids shut up you know that's not the big thing but no okay but you know if it was both. just you you could be quiet but if you got these you know punk kids punk kid, yeah how old are they i don't want to say oh come on that's a spoiler the age yeah, of the children wanna... Trevor's going to Saskatoon, right? Yep. Yeah, it'll be worth seeing. We can talk next time. Anybody watch the Andre documentary? No. Not yet. Mm. I listened to the director on a podcast about it, though. It feels <laughs> okay. it feels like, you know, I've seen so many wrestling documentaries. It feels like I've seen this one already, and I don't actually need to see it. Yeah, I could see that somewhat. I sort of know the, the beats that they hit, and... Uh, yeah. You know, it's Hogan, Vince, and Flair, like the interviews, you know? Like, I've seen everything they could possibly say about anything, it feels like, at this point. The Flair one was on the, good. Yeah, it was okay. On the, on the documentary talk, nobody... Trevor, you didn't jump on Wild Country, I think, or you would have lost your mind. I don't know what that is. Wild Wild Country, I said, well, Yeah, I said when you were in Paris to download it for the plane. Oh, a Netflix six six hours six up thing where I, it's true 
but it seems beyond made up because it's just insane. 80s Oregon, an Indian love cult moves there. Oh, I know about that group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, you would love... Oh, yeah, okay. You would love Sheila so much. Isn't she, she the real the, instigator? Yeah, she was the second in charge. But it's really complicated because all the locals who like think they're the good guys just like yep. fighting up against the cult. It's like, well, you're just the like rural Oregon. Yeah. Like they're not necessarily, they're not as good as they think they are either. They started stuff and Sheila just came in and took over the town. Yeah. It's like, Oh, they start something. Okay. I'm going to just destroy you and have no mercy. <laughs> so, I, I hate to be that guy. Like again, she, escal- but... she escalates things a lot. I'm going to have to watch you, this you would, now. You would love to... her so much, and she has no no conscious, <laughs> no sympathy. So... And then she just, she just, she goes from being like, I'm terrified of this lady, and then she just smiles and laughs, and like, ah, I need a drink. And you're like, yes, Sheila, you're awesome. So, so you recommend... I know, Team Sheila. Of. I know who you speak of. You you recommended it. Janelle recommended it. So I'm like, okay, that's you know both both worlds here converging. I need to watch this, and I watched episode one. It took me about a week or something, and I I really felt the the cult uh, stock footage, them just around and stuff. But the interviews with with Sheila and just talking about the the guru and stuff just put me to sleep. But will it pick up if I continue watching it? Right at the start of the second one, it shows a crazy, like, investigative journalism. Like, journalist goes to the cult. Okay. And it shows, like, the screaming room. The screaming slash sex room. And it's, like, playing in the local small town where the cult is moved next to. Mm. So it's, like, weird 70s. Everyone's naked. But just like, oh, let's all go to the theater with our kids and watch what's happening to our new neighbors. And it's really scary. Okay. So it starts to change how you look at everything. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, uh, kind of pushing well, the through. Way, yeah, the way you watch media is insane. The way I watch media? Yeah. I guess it's – I understand you only have so much time in the day, but it's like stretched out over years. <laughs> it's a hundred different things. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you yeah. Five. You watch five minutes of every show at a time. Pretty While much. Falling asleep. Yeah. So I don't really retain too much of it the next day. <laughs> <laughs>